Hey, Browns fans, it's the Dogs Podcast. Off-season programs have started and Watson's in the house. So let this sink in. The last good QB in his prime in this offense was Matt Ryan. I got two things for you. He was MVP and he can't run. Let's get pumped. Go Brownies. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. If you want to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Just me and Josh again today. We're becoming staples of this show. The dynamic duo. Yeah. Uh, Zach had a lot, you know, he said he was going to be here, and then something came up per usual, and then Justin is still needed at home right now. So it's just me and Josh again today, but I think you guys are starting to really like us, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> today we're going to get into the most recent Deshaun Watson news, as well as breaking down the Browns schedule that was released. I think it was on Thursday. Uh, before we get into it, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com to become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. Uh, we've been getting some more people in there recently, and the more people, the better, the more opinions there are in all the threads. Um, today for our after hour show, I just made a post saying, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? And I got a bunch of comments on what they want to hear us talk about for the it's after hours. I'm, I'm excited for this yep. one. So it's, it's very much for you guys. If you join, um, we're getting closer to football season. We're going to have fantasy drafts again. We almost have enough people to do four 10 man leagues. So just a few more people will be able to do four 10 man leagues as long as everybody wants to do it. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Um, we can even try to figure out a way to where like there's a grand champion of like the four you yeah. know what I mean? So uh, it's a ton of fun in there. You get an extra episode every week that is basically anything in the world we talk about. I think today we're going to talk about our favorite sports moments and where we want to go on vacation. So it's just, for me, man. it's just kind of whatever. Um, if you guys want to get to know us better, you have more direct access to us pretty much 24-7. Um, if you want to mingle online with Browns fans from literally all over the world, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member, have yourself some fun, hang out with us, uh, become a Patreon member. And I do just want to throw in one more time here that the Dogs After Hours show is now available on Apple Podcasts. If you just want to listen to it, you can subscribe on there. It's not a whole lot per month and you get that extra episode every week. And um, actually, we're going to do a free trial of that for Memorial Day weekend. So starting... It's starting Saturday, Memorial Day weekend. So that's next weekend. Okay, cool. We'll um, remind you guys about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I just wanted to say it now, and then we'll talk about it again next week. But check it out. If, you're, if you've been interested in the After Hours show, that's a good time to just see what, see what it's like. It goes anywhere. We've talked about Star Wars. We've talked about the Browns and the Guardians. It's, it goes, it's, it goes pretty much anywhere um, you know, that we decide to take it. It's a lot of fun. It's a, lot, a little bit more laid back. Sometimes it can be a little bit more adult. So uh, make sure you guys <laughs> Sometimes check it out. the true frustrations come out on yeah. that show. Um, so some things we want to get into today. It was reported Deshaun Watson is going to be meeting with league officials this week in Texas. I'm not sure when this week. Um, I saw a tweet that said he was meeting with them right now, um, but I don't know how true that was. I, I couldn't. I didn't get to second source it. I guess is what <laughs> you're supposed to say. Um, so I don't know if the, he's meeting right now on it's Monday or if it's going to be sometime this week. Basically. 
I think a lot of people think it, it means suspension, but I don't think that's what it means at all. I think I, I, uh, it just means that this is they've reached the we're going to talk to Deshaun Watson part of their investigation. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I I don't know how it could mean suspension. Nothing's happened yet. No, nothing's come out. I mean, we're kind of still status quo. I, I think I do think this maybe moves up the timeline. I originally thought we. He, he was definitely playing every game this year, and we weren't going to possibly see a suspension until next year. If we're at the end of the investigation and all they have to do is talk to Watson now and their intent is to suspend, perhaps it could come this year. Um, so it will be nice to get some clarity and not just be speculating and guessing. You know, I, I don't think he should be suspended until the civil cases are done. I don't think he should be, especially if he wins every single one of those, I definitely don't think there should be any suspension. Um but it'd be just it'd just be nice to know. Like, is he going to be there for the first six games? Is he not? Is he missing a year? I know if you guys are baseball fans, Trevor Bauer was just suspended for two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the MLB for something similar to Watson. The only difference is his was only uh, one accuser. But the same thing. No court brought any um, any cases to court and he's actually suing the accuser for defamation now. And then the MLB still suspended him for two years. There's a lot of talk about how that's a hit job. Uh, I think the MLB is the worst run professional sports organization in North America. And Rob Manfred is a terrible commissioner. And Trevor Bauer also thinks that, and he calls him out (laughs) for it all the time on social media. And I think it was just a, a hit job on Trevor Bauer, essentially. Once the league got a chance to suspend him and get him out of their hair for a while, they just decided to do it. So if you're suspending without valid evidence to do so. Oh, he's he's appealing. And I would imagine, especially if he wins his defamation, so he's going to sue the MLB. Oh, yeah. And I would think that the NFL would be smart enough to realize that. Yes. Yes, 100%. Now, they, the, the, the NFL did come out and say, you know, we've said all along, Criminal doesn't necessarily matter. It's violation of our conduct policy, which so that kind of gives them a little leeway. But that being said, that's kind of what civil court is. Because it, you know I was I mean? going to say that, yeah, <laughs> nothing is proven in any way in civil court. How what what grounds did they have to say you violated our conduct policy? Yeah, because like you know, we talked about it on this show, the civil court isn't guilt or not. It's just kind of it's libel or not. Yeah, it's and, like fifty one percent probability that yes you did what they're accusing you of so if if he wins all if i just think it's a bad bad look if you suspend a guy and then he takes all of his cases to trial and wins every single one mm-hmm. it's a bad look what did you suspend him for yeah what, what did you the nfl were able to find that lawyers attorneys judges juries couldn't find yeah. why didn't you share it yeah right <laughs> you know what right. i mean so private investigators like that all these other teams hired the Browns hired to investigate him when they were, you know, thinking about trading for him. I mean, he's been investigated. Yeah. And and I just, I don't think it's going to be like, some people are saying doomsday a year. He's never playing again. I don't, I just don't (laughs) think, I think the Browns had to have at least some kind of indication from the league about the way it would go. Like worst case scenario to the point that still made them comfortable trading for him i agree yep andrew barry's not a moron he's like he's the opposite yeah he's a genius yes so if if he had any kind of indication from the league like hey 
this you this guy might not be available to you for a year or two or honestly we might just never let him play again he's not making the move no and so i think you know you're looking at like six games maybe if they decide to suspend him well if we're going to get into our schedule i think jacoby Brissett is still plenty good enough for us to be 4-0 or start 4-0 with this team i agree and i was just kind of reading through the article here and goodell had a uh comment here you said the civil cases were in play over the last year the only thing that's changed is the criminal element has at least been resolved and that was an important element in the context of the commissioner exemplist yeah so i've heard that toss around too because for people who don't know roger goodell is not in charge of discipline anymore in the nfl because of the new collective bargaining agreement he he has really no say as far as discipline um the players were tired of him making examples out of them and the kind of inconsistency in his um, mm-hmm. discipline. So it's a, it's an independent third-party committee now made up, I think, of like judges, like past judges and that kind of stuff. Um, so people said, well, he can just put him on the exempt list. That can be his way of suspending him this year. He, he could have done it last year. Watson got paid every single cent last year. It's crazy. You know what I mean? If he's going to do it, he would have done it last year when there were still possible criminal issues at hand. So uh, just reading on with the the rest of his statement here, uh, Roger Goodell's statement, I don't think Commissioner Exemplis is even, we don't even need to worry about that anymore. He said, if the criminal complaints had proceeded, that more than likely would have triggered the Commissioner Exempt. But I think at this point, the civil case in and of itself would not do that. If there's a violation of the personal conduct policy, that more than likely will trigger some kind of discipline in some fashion. This doesn't sound that serious to me. No. I, I mean, in some kind of discipline in some fashion, if there's a violation of the personal conduct policy, which, I mean, I think we agree. I, what evidence would they have of that if the civil cases aren't even? Well, and I'll be very curious too to see how this sit down with the league goes because so far everybody who's sat down and talked to Watson they then went and tried to trade for him. And give him all kinds of money. And give yeah. him all kinds of money. Take our draft picks. Take our money. Yeah, yeah, so if he wasn't good, if they weren't picking up what he was putting down per se, you know, in these face-to-face talks, he wouldn't be on the Browns. He wouldn't have had 14 teams trying to get him. Nope, and he wouldn't have had four uh, trade offers made and accepted by the Texans. Yes, so it's just, um, I think he, I think he's going to be good in the room. And I think the investigation has been very in his favor so far, a hundred percent in his favor. So, and he, he said multiple times, he's not going to settle. And I know there's some people out there saying he should settle. He should settle. That to me opens the door for a suspension. We, we know that settling is not an admission of guilt. That being said, it still looks better if you go to court and win. Yep. But like Angeline Adams said, when we had her on the show, settling could be a way to say, you know what? I want to forego all these legal fees that I'm about to incur. And I'll just take care of it this way. So I don't know. I guess it's really up to him. And, I guess and it, it depends on how does he want to look in the court of public opinion? That, you know what I mean? Like if he goes to court and wins all 22 cases, he can go about his life. If he settles, this is going to hang over him for a long time. Yeah, I think it's going to hang over him a long time anyway. I, I see what you're saying, though. You know if, I mean? if, if he's not liable in any of these cases... I mean, you're still going to have people that say, oh, it was rigged or he cheated this, whatever. And but. he's got, and the thing is, is 
he might not want to pay for these things, but to protect his good name, he just got two hundred. He's got the money to pay for it, guaranteed dollars. Yeah, he can he can pay for a top notch legal defense. And if honestly, if I had to lean one way or the other by how I feel it's going, I think he will fight every one of them. I agree, especially if they're going to work around his schedule. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? like, we won't bother you during the season, Mister Watson. Like, yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll just take care of it next year. Yeah, so. Um, we'll stay tuned. Maybe by the end of this week, we'll kind of know what came out of these meetings. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think we hear suspension or not by the end of the week. I just, like I said, I think this is a sit down part of the investigation, but I do think we're getting closer to getting some clarity, at least for this season. Do you still think that a six game suspension would be like the max? You would, I don't know, because if it was Goodell, who knows? Because, you know, I think it was like Ray Rice got a two-game suspension. That's true. You know, and... Zeke got, what, eight or and something? Zeke got like six or eight for... I don't know exactly all the details of his problem, but it was just very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to, to see what this third-party committee comes up with now. Well, yeah, especially because at this moment, there's no evidence to put forth that kind of a suspension. So then what do they do in the future when there's a video captured of a guy punching a woman... Yeah. Now, how do you handle that suspension? There's evidence. You know what I mean? So whatever precedent they set, they just got to be careful. Yeah, I think this is going to be the, the this committee's like first big case. So it'll be interesting to see. Are they going to try to make an example of them? They were brought in because the, the players were tired of Goodell doing that. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they rule. It, it's There's really no way of knowing the way they're thinking because it's the first time they're being put to the test. Yep. And if you're watching on YouTube, go get yourself a Deshaun Watson player shirt that I'm wearing right now from the dogspodcast.com slash store. We got a couple on there. I'm going to make some more, but I think I got like JOK, Amari Cooper, Chubb. They're sweet. Yeah. I think if I got anybody else on there yet. If we ever get a big and tall section, I'll get myself one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more big than tall, but whatever. <laughs> well, you're not short. If we just get a big section. <laughs> hey, Browns fans, the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same-day parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um. Okay, so... Another news for Deshaun Watson this week, we got word that he's taking the offense, at least everybody who had passports. It's weird to me that there's people that don't have passports, but I guess... I mean, these are some of these guys are 21, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I've had guys. one since I was in high school. That's but true. In, but, you know, I guess some people... Not everybody travels. This is true. So, But I just thought that was funny. Like, wait, <laughs> there's people that don't have passports? Um, but everybody on the offense who has a passport, I heard that Baker's not going for some reason. <laughs> uh, they actually... MKC reported that. that she Thanks was like, for letting us know. We were wondering. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, first of all, he's not going to go work out. He's still recovering from surgery. And oh, my god. I just doubt he's hopping on the plane to go hang out in the Bahamas with the team that he doesn't plan on being on. And the quarterback that they brought in to replace him. <laughs> when she, t- she tweeted that, I was just like, wait, what? I, did You felt the need? 
need to report that. Um, so, but I think, well, one, let's hope, you know, they're going down there for team bonding and workouts. I'm kind of hoping it's more workouts and less bar hopping. Uh, I just don't want to be in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Don't get hurt. <laughs> yes. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, um, we, don't, we don't need to put this uh, three-part committee to the test even more now. Yes. Um, chemistry seems to be a big focus so far this season. Uh, this offseason, I think we saw last year at times that chemistry was an issue, whether it be between, um, I think, offense and defense, whether it be between Odell and Baker, Jarvis and Baker. You know, it was just – there was – chemistry issues even before the deshaun watson stuff going into the offseason you know people asking if like asking miles garrett if they believed in baker and he says i believe in the browns like he wouldn't even give baker a vote of confidence before we knew the deshaun watson was not player or anything um i just think chemistry was it was not a tight-knit locker room last year i think in 2020 we saw like it seemed like they were pretty close it did. It was different. But winning year. winning cures a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were losing this year. It wasn't going the way we expected. And I think you just saw a lot of guys weren't on the same page. And I and and I know we've we have harped on the Baker thing a lot, but I do think that he is a good quarterback to have in the locker room when you're winning. He'll rally everybody around. He's hyped. Get everybody excited and pumped. But then when you're losing, I don't think he's a good quarterback to have in the locker room. I agree. That's my take on it. Which, in my opinion, means you're not a good leader. Right, because if you're still being cocky or, or trying to you know, be that persona and you're out there playing like garbage and losing games, that doesn't go well with the other guys. My, my problem was, it was if it's going well, it was, look how great things are. I'm going to like slide in rap quotes into my press conferences. and That's all good and fun, right. but then when you're losing – you can't start talking about how you're banged up. Yep. Like you, so, um, but no, so chemistry seems, and I I read like Deshaun, uh, miles Garrett and Ward seem to be like really stepping up to be vocal leaders on the team, which it feels like miles been, has been around forever, but he's still a young player. Mm -hmm. Was he drafted in 2017? Yes. So, I mean, he, he, it's not like he's a 10 year vet. Mm, No, he's still coming into his own kind of like as a young man. You know, Ward's even younger. Yeah, he had, he just got his first big contract. Yep. So yeah, he's still a young guy. So you're looking. So you're starting to see some like the young leaders of this team kind of step up. Deshaun Watson's twenty five, six. Uh, something I saw today that was crazy. Somebody told me Deshaun Watson's younger than Baker. He is. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. he is. That mm-hmm. is crazy. Yep. Um. So it will be interesting to see. I, I kind of hope you know Deshaun's been around for all like the offseason stuff so far. A lot of these guys have. So hopefully by the time we get to the preseason and the season, like you, you can tell we've gelled. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the Titans moment. <laughs> They're going to go like running through an old civil war cemetery or something. And whatever it takes, man, just <laughs> yeah. win some darn ball games. Yep. Uh, so that's enough about what Deshaun Watson has been up to this week. It, apparently a lot. Uh, we did Only have Monday. Yeah. Rookie mini camp was this week. Not a, we don't have a ton to talk about on that one. Good luck to DeAnthony Bell, who was on the show last week. Absolutely. He had his, he had his uh, rookie mini camp this week, so we're really excited to see how he does up there. Thanks to everybody who watched that episode and had good things to say about DeAnthony. He was a super nice kid. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was Cade York uh, interviewed, said he talked, he spent, I think, like two hours talking to Phil Dawson about how to be successful as a kicker, uh, at kicking in Cleveland. I've been screaming for us to just throw a blank check at, <laughs> Phil Dawson to be an, a consultant, something. 
I know he's down in Texas and he coaches his kid in football. I think he coaches on his, with Trent Dilfer. Oh, really? I think okay. so. Um, like, because there was that video of Trent Dilfer, like losing his mind on a player and that it was on Phil Dawson's kid. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it, it was, it was last year. I think, oh man, it was, he was giving him the business. <laughs> so, uh, so I know he probably doesn't want to come up and coach full time, especially if he's got a high school kid, he's coaching. But man, there's no way you can't tell me we can't pry him away for like a couple weeks, or like, just, hey, just to be in that consultant role where yeah. it's like, hey, we need you to fly up here for two days, yeah, to hey, work with Cade. Yeah, we just drafted a kicker. We drafted a kicker again. Can yeah. you please just come up and like? Show uh, how would you like to get a full time paycheck to just be called, you know, for a couple hour flight for you know, a day Jimmy, or two and then come back home? Jimmy Haslam's got a private jet. He yeah. can send it down, pick you up. You can be in Cleveland in an hour. Yep. we could have you home by dinner. Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> yeah. true, hundred percent. That's a, and like that's what he doesn't have to come in and be a special teams coach. He doesn't have to be there every single day. Be up here one or two days a week for a couple hours. Jimmy will send the jet. Yep. I mean, just just something. Let's just make sure Cade York works. He's got to work. And I've heard so many things about him being like this competitor and and focused on being excellent at kick. You know what he does, and I'm sure they all are in some way, but. Well, the things I've been hearing about Kate York just make me more comfortable with the draft capital we put into him and him being the best kicker in the draft and just hoping to God we get this problem solved. No kidding, because we, have, we haven't replaced Phil Dawson. No, it's been rough. It has been the second hardest position for Cleveland to fill next to quarterback yep. in my life is kicker, and mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And I do think – I think kicking in the league has gone downhill a lot in the last – five to seven years yep i agree I, f- I feel like when i was growing up if a team got on their side of the 50 they were in field goal range and they were getting it mm-hmm. and now it feels like anything at 45 plus it, it can kind of be a crapshoot yeah. maybe that's just me watching the browns but i'm watching a <laughs> lot of kickers miss kicks around the league there's very few very few solid kickers that every time they trot out there, you're like, I'm pretty sure he's going to make this. That's why like Justin Tucker can name his price. Yep. For sure. So, um, so then moving on to the schedule, this was, you know, the, the big, the way you guys are probably all here for Brown's got their schedule released for the first time, maybe in my life. I think the NFL did the Browns a favor early in the season. I think the Browns, they're staring four and zero in the face. I think toughest game early in the year, easily the Steelers. They're either going to be trotting out Mitch Trubisky, in or it's going to be Kenny Pickett's mm-hmm. fourth game. Maybe later in the year there'll be a tougher a tougher game, but I just think early in the season we should we should wipe them up. I think so too, and we get it at home. That. A big difference in this year's schedule. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we play a lot of our tougher games at home this year as opposed to last year. They were all on the road. I love that. Our first game of the season, it's a road game. We get to go play the Panthers. Correct. And Sam Darnold or whoever the heck they, who maybe they Baker, that? I don't know. Sam Howell. Did they draft Sam Howell? Is that who they picked? I can't remember. I think so. Okay, yeah, sure. I, for but the it, first time in, what, 20-some years, the Browns could be 1-0. Uh, yeah. If they they're not want to know, the sky's going to be falling. If they're not want to want to know, oh, they they picked Matt Corral. That's Matt Corral. I knew it was one of those guys. Yeah. Um. If they're not want to know, it's because I guess Deshaun Watson was suspended. I don't know. Here, okay. So but even if then, if we're looking at the the first say six games, 
and say we got to go with Brissett. Okay. I still think we're four and two. I agree. And you're thinking what? Chargers, Patriots, losses? Yep. I'm okay. thinking you start four and four and oh, maybe drop two, then Deshaun makes his season debut at home against the Bengals. Now, the nice thing is those Charger, the Chargers and Patriots game are both at home. That is so nice. it gives us an advantage, especially with the Chargers having to come from the West Coast. I, I think what people don't realize is this team won eight games last year with garbage. And, and this this isn't I'm not trying to take a shot. Statistically, like the third or fourth worst quarterback in the league. The I think he was fifth, and the only four guys that were worse than him were all rookies. Yeah. So Jacoby Brissett, his if he comes in and he starts, he's a top twenty guy. Oh, for sure. I I like Jacoby Brissett. I always have. Yeah, he can win games. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I watched him play well against the Raiders in a game last year for the Dolphins. I mean, Case Keenum came out and won a game against the Broncos. Yeah. I, I think Jacoby Persad can easily beat the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, like you said, maybe tough just because it's the Steelers. They have a good defense and everything, but the Falcons, I mean, come on. No. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. This, this, if Deshaun Watson plays, you can, ki- or is suspended for any amount of time, you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. We won eight games with statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. If we can just get top 20 play out of our quarterback, we last year, we win 10 or 11 games. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Jacoby Brissett is completely capable of giving you top 20 quarterback play. I agree. So I, I don't see that. We're not going to go game by game and predict win loss for every game just because one, we don't know who's going to be on the, the Browns team. The roster is at almost 90 right now. It's going to be at 53 come the season. We don't know if Watson's going to be suspended. We don't know about injuries from the preseason yet. So, we like to do our game-by-game game predictions closer to the start of the season. This is just kind of our early reactions. Um, I, the Jets the game at number two, I'm excited for, not because I think the Jets are going to be a powerhouse or anything, but they had a great draft. Yes, they did. They, they had a, they they had a really great did. draft. Um, I'm excited to see Garrett Wilson. Yep. And I'm interested to see if Zach Wilson makes any kind of jump from year one to year two. Because mm-hmm, he's definitely got potential. Yes. I think we should wipe the field with him and win by 40 especially if Deshaun plays, mm-hmm. but I still am interested in watching a couple of the guys on that team play. Um, the Falcons is kind of interesting. I'm interested to see what Mariota does. Drake London. Drake London. If it's anything like his college career, I'll have like 10 catches for 300 yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then obviously then we get into the meat of the schedule. So I, I think we start four Oh, the, the middle of the schedule heading into the bye gets very tough in my opinion. I agree. Yep. I mean, you got a stretch of Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins. Those were... Well, the Dolphins is after the bye. Okay. It doesn't show me the bye week. Oh, yeah. The bye is between the Bengals and Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay. So you go Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals. Correct. That's not an easy stretch. Three of those four at home. Which is nice. That is very nice. That's That's very nice. Now, the Ravens game... I'm on the record, and I know Aaron Butler and (laughs) Willie Johnson or whatever. I'm just not convinced that the Ravens are going to be that good this year. I think they'll always be a tough game. Yes. They're well yes. coached. They're smart. Uh, no they doubt always my, have a decent defense. Yes. No doubt in my mind, it'll be a tough game. And if the Ravens come out and they win 12 games this year, I, I will never be shocked, but I'm also not going to be shocked if they struggle this year because you law. I know they say he wasn't their number one. He was definitely their number one receiver. Yes. He was. Hollywood Brown was a hundred percent. Their number one receiver. You did nothing to replace him. No. And you're putting a lot of stock in Rashad Bateman, who didn't really do anything last year. They lost Sammy Watkins. They lost Sammy Watkins. I think Bateman played well at times, but he was almost never on the field. He was hurt for the majority of the season, but 
So you're going to put a lot of stake in a guy, a, a second year guy who didn't get to play much as a rookie, and he didn't pop when yes. he did play. You know, he, he didn't have like those Odell Beckham moments. He was injured, came in, made a name for himself. I mean, even Kadarius Tony last year came in and had a couple games. It was like, oh wow, but I, there was no pop out of Bateman. Now your number two is Duvernay, <laughs> and after that, I don't know who anybody else on their their receiving core is. Yeah, I mean they're trotting out close to like a practice squad wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. So you, you're putting a lot of faith in Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson running the ball. Well, and you, yes. And Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback who's going to elevate lower level receivers. No. So you, you bet you're going to run the ball 50 times a game. And again, you'll be good at doing that because Lamar is so good at doing that. And you're going to get your running backs back. But I just, you're not going to win the blowouts. No, you're not going to win the high scoring affairs like with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And these guys, I just, I'm not seeing the now. Who, like I said, they're well coached. Harbaugh is a great coach. They could come out and win 12. I don't be shocked. Yep. But I also will not be shocked if they finish fourth in the division again. And I know people are going to freak out. I'm not trying to, you know, disrespect your your Ravens. I'm just telling you, that's how I see it. I'm trying to disrespect the Ravens. I think they're going to suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll always do it. But the in the Bengals, the Bengals to me, it's just so hard to decide what I think of them this year because I didn't think they were that great last year, and they went and to they the went Super, to Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. But during the season, they lost some bad games, and we beat them twice. Mm-hmm. One time in a blowout. Yeah. So it's just it's hard for me to decide what they're going to be. They addressed their offensive line issues, which was their biggest weakness. They went, they addressed some secondary issues. So I think they're an improved team. It's just, I can't tell. Well, we said last week, look at the, the team that loses the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl hangover is real. It's a tough road back for those teams, except for like you said, the Patriots. Yeah. Then we got two, the Dolphins. It'll be interesting. It's all depends on Tua. Yeah. It all depends on Tua. And then, you know, um, they got Tyreek and Waddle, so that's why we had to go get another corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've they reloaded their running back room up too. Yeah, a new coach um, with that Shanahan system, so they're probably going to be good at running the ball. Yep, probably. So we'll see. The Dolphins, it's going to depend on two. And then there's a tough two-game stretch here at the Bills and at home against the Bucks. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> the, like the, the middle of this schedule. So for after our first four games – Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. That's rough. Yeah. You got it. You got to survive. That's why you got to go 4 0 to start. Because then if you can split your next six, you know, and now you're seven and three, you're still looking good. Oh, yeah. Going down sure. the home stretch. And then we got the Texans at the Texans. That's a blowout, probably. At the Bengals, hopefully, hopefully you know, again, confused. And then we close the season with Ravens, Saints, Commanders, and Steelers. Ravens, by this point in the season, will know what they are probably. Um, Saints, I think it all depends on Jameis. They also, and they don't have Sean Payton anymore. And I think Sean it's Payton true. is really kind of what made them go. He was kind of, he's one of the best coaches in the league, in my opinion. Now, if they get, you know, Michael Thomas back and he's playing with Jarvis and they got Chris Olave and he ends up being what they draft him to be, Jameis has some good weapons to Correct. make the offense explosive. But if Kamara's there, yeah. Uh, he's so, not in jail. Um, the Saints could be good. If Jameis plays well, in the in their coaching is good. They could be good. We'll see. The Commanders with Wentz, 
by this point in the season, Carson's probably like a 15 and 15 guy and they're ready to boot him out. So we'll see. And then we close the season with the Steelers. Um, you know, it seems like they always do that to us. Last game yeah. or second to last game is always against Pittsburgh. And who knows? It could be to decide the division. I don't think, I think the division's down between us and Cincy this year. Um, but it, you know, who knows if Pickett's awesome or if, you know, if Mitch Trubisky completely revitalizes his career, the Steelers could be pretty good this year. The thing is, these r- rookie quarterbacks coming out and being awesome in their rookie year doesn't happen very often. I mean, just yeah, Justin Herbert did it. Joe Burrow showed flashes, but then he got hurt. Baker did it. Baker, yeah, he's set a record. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, re- like last year, you just look at the guys. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was awful. Justin Fields, not very good. Zach Wilson, not very good. It's just it's tough for a rookie quarterback to really. I will say up. though that the Steelers is a way better situation than those teams. This is true. They got good receivers. They just drafted Pickens. They got a great running back. Basically, if one of their two quarterbacks who ever starts and the offensive line plays well, they could be they could be dangerous. The offensive line would be the key there because I know they, they upgraded it, but last year it was so bad. It was so – I mean, Najee Harris got hit in the backfield almost every play. Yeah, he he, he had over 1,000 yards rushing, but his yards per carry was – like Was it less than three? It was not very <laughs> it was good. low. Um, I made a, a comment to a Steelers person. He was telling me about all the yards he had. And I said, yeah, on 800 carries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then obviously we're not going to go game by game, but just looking at the schedule, what do you off the top of your head? How many wins do the Browns got? Uh, I know what we kind of said before the show. I'm thinking I'm going to go with 11 because there are always games that you lose that you think, how did we lose that game? And then there's also games we win. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know if we'd win that one. Uh, I'm 11 or 12 without like breaking it down and looking at game by game. I just think there's a tough stretch in there where I could see us going where a six game stretch where we go 500 or even a game below. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully to the end of the year, we can, you know, pick it up going down the stretch. I do think it's just super underrated though, what we can be with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And not even just him, but the rest of this team that. Andrew Barry in the front office put together the, and I do think also you got to get off to a good start. If this 11 and 12 wins is based on us starting four and oh at worst three and one, yes. you come out and we go one and three or two and two. Now we're, we're talking nine, 10 wins in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If I agree. Lo- so I think it's, this is a tough schedule. It's a tougher. I think it's the toughest schedule the Browns have had in since Baker's uh, since 2020. Yeah. Luckily, we do have some... We're not 2020. That was an easy schedule. It's tougher than last year. It's tougher in 2020. It's the toughest one we've had in a while. Yeah, we do have some good get-right games, potentially, in the right spots. I mean, right after the Steelers in Week 3, we then we got to go play the Falcons. Mm-hmm. That should be a get-right game. Um, then know, there we, isn't we one the, for... Then there's... You got a, a tough stretch, and then you get to the, the Texans. You got to survive... Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks before you get to the Texans. Right. So that's you got to weather the storm there. That's going to be a grind. Yeah, it definitely will be. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Just want to take a quick break in the action here to let you know that spring, thank God, is finally here. And with spring, with that sunshine, with the warmer weather, that means you're breaking out your grills. And if you're breaking out your grills, there's nothing better to throw on those puppies than Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are absolutely amazing. If you guys have never tried Omaha Steaks or had these things, I... I don't know what to tell you. You're missing out. You have got to give them a try. They make obviously steaks, but so they they have so much more food, you know, chicken. They have, 
uh, shrimp and, and all kinds of other things, pork chops. It's unbelievable what these guys have. Uh, Omaha Steaks make it easy to stock up on all your grilling favorites. If you visit right now, omahasteaks.com, and if you type in dogs, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar, and make sure you order the spring grill pack today. Okay, you guys, it's on sale right now with the code DOGS. You're actually going to save over 50% on your order. Plus, you'll get four Omaha Steaks burgers and four boneless chicken breasts free with your order. 50% off plus four Omaha Steak burgers and four boneless chicken breasts free. I mean, you guys, you can't beat this deal. The spring grill pack includes four butcher's cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four gourmet jumbo franks, one package of all beef meatballs, four caramel apple tartlets, delicious, and one jar of Omaha steak seasoning. And then you also get the four Omaha steak burgers and the four boneless chicken breasts for free, plus the 50% off. You can't beat this deal. Get yourself the spring grill pack today from Omaha steaks. You will not regret it. So make sure you don't miss out on this offer. It's amazing. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter in dogs in the search bar. Get out there and grill, baby, grill. So we wanted to talk about the schedule and, you know, wins, losses, that kind of thing. And then I kind of had this. I saw people talking about Stefanski, and I'm a huge Stefanski fan. I've never you know, made any bones about that. But I, I started thinking, you know, last year was a prove-it year for Baker and Joe Woods, in my opinion. I think one of them proved it, one of them didn't. Um, and I thought, is this a prove-it year for Stefanski? Even though I think he's a great coach, he's had one good year, one not good year. And this roster is ready to go. So, for the most part, yeah. So I said, it, I want to ask you, is it a prove-it year for Stefanski? And what does success look like for the Browns this year? Yep, it's a really good question. And I – I think that every year is a, a prove it year on some level for every coach because, I mean, we've seen in the past, there's a coach, coaches can have a great year, turn around and have an okay year or mediocre year, fired. You just never know what these GMs and these owners are going to do with the coaches and, and, and what all happened during the year. But, you know, first Stefanski winning, you know, coach of the year two years ago and then last year missing the playoffs and it wasn't all that great, but. You know, he still didn't do a horrible job. No, we, we won, what, eight games? Yeah, and we know what the problem was. To me, the biggest concern about last year is there were not necessarily the wins-losses because we were getting such bad quarterback play. It was the other areas we regressed as far as, like, penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't seem as tight-knit, and it, which was surprising to me that chemistry seemed to be an issue a year where we got to be in the building together. And then the year before where we were, it was all virtual meetings and they seemed like a tighter knit group. Part of that is we were winning the year before and last year we weren't. Um, So that, that was more concerning to me than the wins and losses was the fact that we went from like one of the least penalized team to, it seemed like we were just getting penalties all the time Mm -hmm. and our guys, we just didn't seem like we were, we were a team. We were just a bunch of guys. So going into this year, the wins and losses have to be there, but I don't want our first six games where the second most penalized team in the league again. It kind of got under control last year late, but it took too long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. So he, and he doesn't get off the hook for that kind of stuff. You know, if we're going to criticize, I might like the guy a lot, but if I'm going to criticize other people for their problems. I criticize Baker or uh, Freddie for penalties. Oh, big time. So, that I'm gonna was ha- so I have to criticize Stefanski if the Browns come out and have a crap ton of penalties again. 
Yep, and we need to see this offense and this playbook really show itself this year because no excuses. Yes, just kind of like you said with Tua, with all the weapons he has at quarterback in Miami, no excuses not to succeed. If you don't, you probably got to go. And Stefanski, same thing. Look what you have been given now. Yep. If you can't go out there and win games and put up big points with this quarterback and this offense available to you, I think you are in the hot seat. I expect to see – I expect the RPO – to become kind of a staple of our offense. I think it's going to be nasty. I mean, you <laughs> you you take the ball and you stick it in the belly of Chubb, and then you pull it last second and hit Amari Cooper on a slant. I mean, that's those yep. are three guys that potentially could have the ball in that play that are all dynamic. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think read option is going to be bigger. And like I, I've said this a bunch of times, I think Nick Chubb could lead the league in rushing this year because of Watson. So – yeah. I, I'm under the 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 belief that Stefanski's been calling plays last year with half to three fourths the playbook, and now with Watson he gets to open it all the way up. So like, there's no excuses for any kind of being stagnant on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and Watson also brings that running element of you know when the play breaks down or he's got to make something happen out of nothing, he can. And we we've seen the NFL where they're really gravitating toward that type of quarterback because it's just so needed anymore. You need a guy who can improvise and and create on his own. And when you have a quarterback who isn't just like a little bit mobile, but his legs are an actual threat. Yeah. Like I would consider Baker. He he's somewhat athletic, but his legs aren't a threat, right? Deshaun Watson's a threat to run the ball. It dictates what's the, what the defense can do. Absolutely. Like, you know, when we play Lamar and it's third and long, I, I scream, do not go man. <laughs> right. You know, because then he, once he sees all the DBs turn their backs, he just takes off running. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's the same thing with Deshaun. So now, you know, on third down, you're probably going to see some kind of zone. Yeah. It eliminates half your thought process. You're um, right. Yeah. Like last year, third and long was always, well, this is, probably a punt after this play. <laughs> yeah. And now the same way with Lamar, like the comparison third and long is always a possibility now. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun's not Lamar running the ball, but he's still, but pretty, nobody is no, but he's still good. Mm-hmm. He can definitely run the ball. Um, so what do you think success looks like for the Browns? Like, is it a win total? Is it just the way we perform? What is it for you? I think it's a consistency of every week we sit down and we watch the game win or lose. But we walk away from the game going, that's the same team that I saw last week. That's a good football team. Yes. You, you, even if we lost, you know that we're still a good we, football we team. We played hard. There was no miscommunications or very few miscommunications. We didn't have stupid penalties. You know, there was none of that kind of stuff on the field. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that cohesion. I want to see us win the close games. Yep. Like, yep. And if I want to see us hold a lead if we have it. I, I do not want us to get conservative in the second half just because we have a three-point lead. Get a first down if you need a first down to win the game. Yep. I would love to see that. And then barring injury slash suspension, to me, anything less than making it to the AFC Championship game is not successful. You can still say we if, if we make the playoffs as a wild-card win and lose a close game in the divisional round – okay, it was an okay season. We got something to build on. But for me to call it like a successful season, no less than AFC championship game. I, I don't hate you for that. I don't hate you. I mean, the goal is to win the Super Bowl every year. Yes. And, and only one team wins. So, and I'm not going to say that there's only one successful team every year. I right, think the Bengals right. had a successful season last year. So, but we can't be one and done. To me, if we make the playoffs and we lose in the wild card round, still hot seat. 
Absolutely, because you look at even the, the Chiefs and the Bills, I don't think they would consider their seasons last year success because they didn't get to the Super Bowl. That's where their aspirations were. Yes. Well, if we don't at least have AFC championship aspirations, what are we doing? Correct. Uh, and ask, like being a perennial playoff contender to me is not the goal. Ask the Packers how they feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Ask the Cowboys. You think they like just barely making it to playoffs and losing the first round every year? No, that's that's still not fun. No. So, you know, it's is it better than being – the laughing stock, yeah, of course. But if you just make the playoffs ten years in a row and you never make it to the Super Bowl or win one, it still sucks. I mean, we were the laughing stock for a long time for really bad reasons. But if you think about it, the Cowboys are a laughing stock <laughs> for, for making the playoffs every year barely and then never winning. Yeah. So yeah, it can be bad that way too. So that that's that's kind of what I think is success. Barring now, if we come out and. Watson tears his ACL, knock on wood, the first game. Jacoby tears his shoulder. Keep and knocking. And we're playing with our third-string quarterback. Nick Chubb, you know, forgets how, you how to this? play football. <laughs> you know, extreme circumstances, okay, I can see things would suck. But if we come out and we're relatively – for NFL healthy, I don't mean every guy plays every game. I no, because it never happens. Yes, I just mean for the majority of the season, we have the bulk of our core available. Mm-hmm. AFC Championship game. Yeah. So – We'll see how it goes this year. I really think I, – I don't think we're over-hyping this time. I really don't. I, know I think I said we're being that very logical about the hype. <laughs> yes. You know? uh, we have to come out and prove it. Nothing is given. Just because we look good on paper does not mean we're going to be good. But I just really think – I mean, we have a franchise quarterback and <laughs> that is elite. And I just think that does so much for you on both sides of the ball. It does. I and mean, you're going to be playing with a lead more. So now miles can just straight up pass rush. I mean, well, and that's a good point actually, because now the defense can stay off the field more. Yes. You know, the, the longer drives we have, the more first downs we pick up, whether or not we score or whatever, but we, if we can control the clock, our defense is fresh. They're getting injured less. And we got, we got miles. So if you can play with a lead late in the game, you got Miles. We just drafted Alex Wright. We just drafted Winfrey. Hopefully, Clowney will be back. Mm-hmm. We have Chase Winovich, who's kind of like a pass rush specialist. Um, and we got a secondary that can lock you down in man. Yeah. The, this defense is built to play from with a lead. Yes. So that that's kind of what I'm, I'm expecting us to come out, get up on people early, and then in the second half, just let this defense eat. I love it, man. I and, and I think it's realistic. Me too. This is not a pipe dream. No. The the first time in, again, not taking shots, but you going into games, you always had to wonder, hopefully this is a good game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about, the consistency for me to be a yeah. success too, because I don't want to say what team shows up today, what quarterback comes out to play today. Yes. Are we going to score 30 points? Or are we going to struggle to score 12? Yes. No, I want, I want this consistent team every week. They come out. Like I said, win or lose, but they're taking care of business. Yep. You're not going to win every game, so I get that. Yeah, but you got to you got to play like you're going to win every. And game. you got you might lose some games that you got to win the games you're supposed to, and then win some of the games that are toss ups. Yep, you can't lose yes. all your tough games because if you well if you do that this year we're going to go four and thirteen because <laughs> we got a lot of tough games we this do. year. Yeah, so. Okay, well, that kind of wraps up today's episode. That's everything we wanted to talk about. Um, remember, if you guys want to get your 
comments on the show, your voicemails on the show, thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. We are inching closer to 4,000 subscribers, which to some people, that's not a lot, but to us. It's pretty big. Uh, a year and a month ago, we only had 1,000. And not long before that, we only had like 80. We took a whole over a year to get to 100. Yes. So... So the fact sure. that, so thank to everybody who has subscribed, thank you guys so much. And if you haven't subscribed and you're listening on a consistent basis, please subscribe. Um, we're getting closer to that 4,000, which is a pretty cool mark for us, especially to do it in, you know, this short of amount of a time. Um, if you're looking for more content, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. Um, a lot of cool stuff. I think the episode we're about to do for that is going to be super cool. So if you guys are interested, check it out again. We're going to have a free trial on Apple podcast for you to be able to listen to the after hours for free. So if you've been kind of holding off, didn't know if you wanted to subscribe next weekend, jump onto Apple. You'll be able to listen to the episode, see if it's for you. We have more than just the extra episode. Again, we have fantasy football leagues. We have threads that everybody comments in. It's super fun for everybody. Um, the more people that are in there, the more opinions we get, the better it is. Uh, and until next week, have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.